0: Well, this teaching is for Sunday morning and um, hopefully this will be the last Sunday that we are in the same city and we cannot meet together. And um, we we are still seeing what we can learn from our experience that the coronavirus made its way right into the core of this church. It um, we are so grateful that it was contained.
1: Mm.
0: We are so grateful that uh, most of our beloved were not affected by this, and um, and we are we are so grateful right now for uh, the way that uh, Leon and Adna uh, came through this, the way that they had symptoms and they were discomfort. Mm. But um, the worst of it was that we were uh, isolated from other people, that we had to quarantine. Mm.
1: Um,
0: but still, we could function, and um, and uh, so everyone is looking much better, mm. and uh, and nobody got seriously sick. Although mm. there were moments where it was mm. really uncomfortable. Yes,
1: yes.
0: And um, the two of us. And also Johannes, we had uh, some, some symptoms.
2: And Patishwa.
0: And Patishwa, and we are so grateful that Patishwa came through it. She, mm-hmm. um, she had a hard time with her chest. And so it's, it's, it's with this as a backdrop, that we are going to obviously take the opportunity and, and look at some of the dynamics around it, mm-hmm. some of the mindsets. Our beloved partners, uh, many of the pastors in, in Africa, because mm-hmm. we, we wanted to be transparent and uh, open, and, and we are trying to build relationships with those people that they don't think that we are high and mighty. Um, them calling me the apostle is right in a certain sense, but still a little bit uncomfortable at times. Um, I would prefer if they just called me by my name. But they have a culture where... They don't get familiar, uh, which is also very healthy. Mm. They understand not getting too familiar, yes. and we've learned not to get too familiar with them.
2: But not in a, in a restricted sense, more in a very respectful sense. Uh, with the unfamiliarity, there's a certain sense and level of respect that's well maintained.
0: <laughs> well maintained, mm. and although we share our hearts and our life experience with each other, and we prayed together. Um, we decided to let uh, one or two or three of them know that we we are currently um at home, we cannot have uh, services, and we said to them that the coronavirus has come in, and mostly the response was that no there's no such thing as you you can 't have coronavirus it can 't get to believers, and we respect. That level of um, of trust mm-hmm. in in covenant, and we're gonna look at that. We're gonna look at that. Should we have um, just denied the fact that that we, that we had symptoms? Should mm-hmm. we have just said, look, we won't accept it. We're gonna resist it and reject it, and 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 um, and not. Not drink uh, not drink a panada, and just <laughs> pretend the massive headache is not happening, um, or was it weakness on our yeah. side to to you know because the thinking would be that you give space for these things mm-hmm. and then it increased. and there's been times in my walk where I resisted certain things, mm-hmm. prayed it back
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and there 's a place for that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so we 're going to look at all of these things what 's the reality publicly? what can we discern? Uh, out of this because the last thing we want is to create a fellowship where anything goes and we don't want to create a fellowship mentality where a person that does get sick immediately think it's because they're in sin or God is not pleased with them Mm. or because they were too weak. We don't want that Um, because there's also the care and compassion that we have for each other Mm-hmm. We're going to walk a road where we never are. So oh, that person got sick, what did he do wrong? Yeah. So we're careful not mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet there's some realities where things do go wrong in some people's lives because they did make a mistake. Yes. So let's look at it. You take yeah. us through some of that.
2: So before we look at believers specifically, or covenant believers... Let's just look at the world in general. Now, there's lots of people out in the world. When we look at their lives, sometimes disaster happens, or there's just a huge amount of disorder or chaos. And usually, when we look at those people's lives and there's such a disaster or chaos or disorder, Most of the times, usually, it's because of people's own actions or inactions. So, their actions or their passivity. And um, mostly, it can be because of disobedience or ignorance or foolishness. And we don't always know what level of disobedience or ignorance or foolishness they're walking in. We also can't assume that it is because of these things. We also always take into account that we are walking in a fallen world. And even though we believe in the perfect will of God and we believe in the perfect will of God governing the world, we also are aware of the fact that there are numerous, many, many, many factors at play all the time. And so even though we know the will of God will be done in the end, in every moment to moment, um, reality of this world There is a lot of Willpower going around um, But so mostly when we just look at General people, the general world uh, Disaster usually strikes Because of um, Their own Lack of order So a lack of obedience Just plain ignorance or foolishness And it can be uh, a long time of small acts of foolishness or a long period of small acts of continued disobedience or a long period of small amounts or increments of ignorance or it can be one moment of great transgression. We don't know all the factors that are always working into people's lives. Now we as believers, you will notice and you would have, might have noticed Many believers or churches or uh, Christians that proclaim and insist on the fact that if we are covenant believers and if we believe in God and are saved, then we should not get sick ever. Um, so, and we have had uh, communications with certain people, and you might have had interactions with certain people that take this stance. That because we believe in God and because of covenant, we should never get sick. Um, that this is just not allowed. And mm-hmm. although this is a great um, faith to have and a a great level of trust to have in covenant. And ideally, we would like to see this be our reality as covenant believers. We do believe that the covenant does make provision for health and protection and safety and all of that. So ideally speaking, we would believe that this could be the case for for believers that walk on this level of faith, that, that they cannot get sick. But in reality, if we look at most believers lives. There are very, very, very few believers that are actually able to maintain such a high level and standard of faith and diligence and faithfulness um, and righteousness to the word of God and the ways of God that they might be able to to walk this out. Now I'm not saying we're not saying that it's impossible or that it cannot be done or shouldn't be done. Uh, We do believe that the Holy Spirit is working in us perfection and conforming us to the image of His Son. We do believe that His covenant has catered for this kind and this level of protection. But the fact of the matter is that uh, I have not come across a believer with such a level of diligence and faithfulness and a level of righteousness that this can be maintained all the time. Uh, again, I'm not advocating that it cannot be done. I do believe, we do believe that there is space for that and that there is potential for that. And, um,
0: and we, our, our intention mm-hmm. is to, to grow together
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in the lifestyle, the mindset, in our ability to maintain basic principles. Because it's by repeating you know, the right essential spiritual principles Mm. that we are going to maintain uh, ourselves in a position where we are covenant livers. We live in a covenant way. Covenant lifestyle, covenantal lifestyle. So now, this is a thing that we need to start uh, wrapping our heads around again because it's been quite a while since we have focused on covenantal mindset. So we want to say just now, before we look at what the word says and where our vulnerabilities lie and why things look like and what balance we're going to strike, we want to say that our intention for our fellowship is that we are now going to pay more attention corporately Mm -hmm. to the maintenance of an attitude and a stance that will keep us safer, that will keep us more secure within the provision of covenant, yes. without becoming uh, or without being full of bravado.: Yes, And we don't want to be proven wrong because we haven't bought the substance exactly. um, for what we believe. Mm. So you have one person that's saying, uh, "I have covenant, I can never be sick." or get sick but they don't have food in their house or their their families are not prospering. Now, I want to say this here, that you can have a a wife, a, a, a woman in a household that is faithful and that is living a faithful, devoted life to the Scriptures and the Lord and she can have children that, despite her efforts, are not going to walk in the same. This can happen. Uh, Everybody has their own free choice and everybody has their own will and it depends on each person how they're going to devote themselves to the Lord. But we have to differentiate between the the person that claims all the time that they are immune to sickness but then they are not immune to mental situations. So we want to... uh, stabilize ourselves in a proper way. Mm. We are, as a fellowship, in this coming year, over the course of the years to come, we are going to have a higher sense of vigilance, a higher sense of readiness. I think this is one of the things that the Lord is teaching us. Uh, Ideally, we shouldn't have been vulnerable to the COVID-19 virus, Mm. but we don't yet... uh, know exactly how to keep everybody completely safe Mm. now for myself as a shepherd I'm definitely returning to a higher level of praying for everybody yes and I can tell you with honesty that I have been still praying for everybody but I've relaxed a little bit because it's a long time on the wall and um uh, We've been paying attention to a lot of things, and there's not an excuse, but I've realized Mm -hmm. that just ever so slightly, my focus uh, started, uh, i become focused on small things like, what should we wear, and what's the right attire when we're in Malawi? I was wrestling with the decision, should (laughs) I wear a tie? Because it's kind of the norm there and I don't want to wear a tie. And I was actually making a big deal in my own head because it became a moral issue for me when actually I didn't realize it's just diverting my attention Mm. from the very important task of praying for Leon specifically on a daily basis. Um, And I'm not saying that I wasn't praying for for him, but Mm. we can get used to praying for each other. Yes. We can get used to the action of intercession. It's like someone sitting on the wall and he's not sleeping, he's staring into the distance because he's been on the wall forever, and then he doesn't notice there's actually movement down mm-hmm. below. This is what I'm going to tell you. In all honesty, I realize this is what has started happening with me. I have my own internal turmoil, my own things to deal with, my own disappointments in life. And I allowed myself to just slightly sink into certain things towards the end of this year. And um, and I've had a wake-up call that I have no excuse to fall asleep on the job. And it's not I'm not having this revelation because I feel condemned because I got sick. No, I think the situation wasn't a disastrous situation. But we lost fellowship. We lost mm-hmm. opportunity. We lost opportunity to be together, to grow, to mm-hmm. teach each other. And, um, time together. And I do feel that over this December period, time was lost. Yes. Opportunity was lost. Yes. You could say, well, maybe we needed to rest more. Um, I don't feel more rested. <laughs> no. um, and so I just feel that that we lost time
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but we're going to learn we're going to look at it without condemnation <clears throat> uh, without beating ourselves up and we're going to go oh Lord I, I've lost focus on, on one or two uh, occasions and in some areas and, um, and our mind can start saying that we're so busy and, and mm-hmm. this is too much or that's too much no it's not too much We're just going to learn to handle it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But let's have a look at at the Word. Does the Mm. Word give us any context?
2: So, yes, uh, we have some scriptures that we're going to look at. Before we dive into the Word, I also just want to point out the fact that um, even taking everything that was said into account and the current situation into account, the fact of the matter is that as a fellowship, we enjoy generally a very high level of health and well-being
1: hmm.
2: um, uh, we we do often pray for miracles and for healings and it might not seem that we have a big bravado like you said going on with instantaneous big healings happening and um, we don't necessarily attract people on the basis of miraculous healings and but I'm very aware of the fact that Within the fellowship, we might not always be very aware of every other member's uh, walk and progress and growth and things that they are going through, but we can—we are witnesses of some enormous mm. miracles mm. of healings that have happened to the members in this fellowship. Yeah. We've seen emotional healing we've seen mental healing, we've seen physical healing, and we've seen the Lord really do great miracles in all of our lives on different levels. And um, even though we are in the situation that we are in now, the fact is that most of us have actually increased in health uh, since since we started walking together and since we started walking in the principles and the ways of God. And uh, many of us, most of us, if not all of us, have been able to maintain longer periods of health and well-being in our lives um, simply by being diligent and devoted in walking out the principles and, and the ways of God and the word of God. And so so even though we are where we are now, uh, the fact is that generally we we are very healthy and we are very blessed. Um, and even if we do get sick, we don't get so sick that we you know, turn around a disaster's door um, so there is that, that we cannot lose out of focus, we cannot uh, you know, put that to one side and just focus on the now um, then also there is the fact that you said this in the, in the introduction that we're not always sure or certain to what extent we allow sickness in our moments of doubt unbelief or fear or discomfort um it might be that sometimes sickness on whichever level might be ministered to us this might not even just be physically it might be mentally or emotionally things might be suggested to us and we don't know that in our moments of weakness or vulnerability how much we give way to these things um So we do know that the more we walk in the spirit and we've had and we know that some of you have also had this experience that the more we walk in the spirit, the more frequently we are actually able to push back these symptoms and these suggestions. And it seems like we're going to get sick, but then, you know, resisting and we do pull through and then, you know, it kind of leaves. Um, But this isn't just physical. This might even be mental or emotional feelings of being a bit depressed or being a bit downcast or stressed Um, We know that walking in the spirit can have and should have and does have the effect of pushing Mm. these things back. Mm. And so we know that that is a reality and we're not sure always to what extent we ourselves allow these things to come in just by simply walking in a moment of doubt or unbelief. Mm. Um, So we know the more we stay out of the flesh, the safer we are. This Mm. we know is a fact. But then we also need to take into account that if there is a virus ripping through society, moving through the world, and infecting almost anyone that it can infect, then when we get sick, we can't assume that it's the result of sin or transgression or weakness. Um, like we keep saying, the fact of the matter is that we are walking in a fallen world. <coughs> the more we stay in the spirit and the more vigilant we are, the safer we should be. But the fact is that we, here we are. We are positioned in a fallen world. And these things are there, um, not specifically out to get us, but it is in the world. And yeah. so if we do get sick, it's not necessarily a, a reflection of sin or transgression or disobedience.
0: I personally don't... Um don't know of anybody in the past in my life. <coughs> I've never seen, and 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 uh, let me put it like this: I've seen, I've been with uh, older couples in other churches that was of high quality, although they might not have had the privilege of all the truth. Um, but I've never seen uh, people live with the devotion that um, that Leon and Adna. And them as a family, the, the devotion they live with.
1: Mm.
0: They are always busy with the things of the Lord. They are I'm not saying they are just living like monks, always <laughs> yes. just Or even perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but their, their level of devotion, their love for the word, they're, 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 they're literally paying the attention that they are capable of. They're paying, and I'm sure if you ask them, they would say, no, that they don't feel they're doing good enough but there's there's if you just look at their lifestyle the the sacrifices that they 've made to keep this ministry going, um, they have literally kept us going, and they've made huge sacrifices and I know that between them and the Lord that is what he 's given them to do, and they do it because they love the Lord and uh, it 's their fruit and their fruitfulness, mm-hmm. but practically they have They've opened their homes. They've looked after those who need looking after. They're always there to encourage, always praying Mm. for the people in the fellowship, always nurturing, always open-hearted. And so um, them coming down with the COVID-19 is just so much evidence that it cannot be uh, a system where on the basis of how you did things wrong, that's how much things can go wrong with you, um, because there's other people that I know that should be dead by now, um, possibly myself included, yes. so um, it can't be one of those systems. Yeah. There is, there's there's a lot of people out there, not in our fellowship, that I know, they keep declaring things and then they, they do the opposite, and, um, and their lives normally suffer shipwreck. There's others that cause disaster because they are always picking a fight with the enemy and overstepping on authority. There's others that don't know when to keep quiet. And their lives suffer trouble and and tribulation simply because they think they're prophetic or they say the wrong thing or they step out of agreement with the rest of the body Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And disaster will eventually uh, come because of those actions. Um, doing harm directly to the body through our actions that's going to have consequences sooner or later mm. so we know these things are true yes. but we're talking about the average believer
1: mm.
0: the average believer that are just living life and, and loving the Lord and learning and maybe not the fastest runner on the track but also never just stopping mm-hmm. or giving or turning to the left or the right just a we're talking about normal believers like us that are seeking the Lord for his truth, that are devoted to to walking the right road.
1: Mm.
0: And and we make small mistakes and, and mm. we lose focus. Mm. How do how do we understand um, our our growth rate? Mm. And how do we understand our positioning as far as well how safe are we mm how should we respond when things seem to go wrong, Mm. when the enemy does get through, uh, breach the wall, because it's going to happen at times? Mm. Um, How do we understand these things? Uh, Oftentimes, for many church people, they can appease the enemy Mm. simply by celebrating Christmas or something, (laughs) keep him happy for another year. Now, we try not to appease the enemy. We try to walk the narrow road, Mm. which means that there's more there's higher risk yes and we have covenant so that risk is mitigated by covenant okay um to the extent that we have upset the 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 the, the, the apple cart to the extent that we have um angered people there's people praying against us people gossiping about us, declaring the, the curses over us, to the extent that as a fellowship we have gone against the system, we're actually doing very well.
2: Yes. The
0: protection around us is phenomenal, actually. Yes. <laughs> and so um, let's keep that in mind. But let's have a look at what's mm. written.
2: Okay, so the first scripture is in Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to read for us from verse 25. Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need, since he was longing for you all, and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, That when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in esteem. Because for the work of Messiah, he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Hmm. That's a different spin on getting sick.
0: (laughs) Sure. Complicated complex um, uh, combination of inf- pieces of information that yeah. you're given. Okay, so so I hope you guys don't mind the style. We're just talking to you. We're we, we not trying to preach at all. Mm. Um, we're looking at learning together yes. in this season. Mm. Um, are we going to do more Bit more of church um, when we get together. I think we should practice our preaching skills. We've been we've been sliding into a chatting uh, style, Style. but that's okay for for us. Um, So this guy was almost dead, but the testimony of Paul is that he was putting himself at risk and at harm. And uh, we don't know how was he walking in the rain um, traveling far mm. whenever you travel whenever you're out there obviously you're more vulnerable did he um, somehow he filled up uh, the service to Paul that he says the Philippians were lacking Philippians were not doing their, their share was this guy um, eating less sharing his food and his, his money maybe with the with the preachers we don't know. But we know that he sends him back and he says, when he was sick, Paul says he was full of sorrow. Mm. It wasn't that Paul rocked up in a blazing, surrounded by a blazing white light. Laid, this is Paul that had laid hands on many and they they were healed.
2: They carried handkerchiefs from Paul's body and <laughs> people were healed.
0: And And Paul says when this guy got sick, he was so full of sorrow. It means that Paul didn't just walk around and go like, Ah, don't worry, you healed and you healed and you healed and everybody's healed. And I'm gonna blow on you and everybody's gonna fall over. This wasn't Paul. We shouldn't get confused. There was times when the Holy Spirit definitely moved in power and my experience personally is that there has been times when the Holy Spirit has moved in power in my life and I could to a certain extent continue in it and reach out in it but there's times when if he's not moving in power then I have no power and there's times when I can fervently seek him and pray and um, continue in prayer to, to fill up with the presence of the Holy Spirit Certainly, certainly, but I have not been able to carry it continuously. Mm. Mm. And we're not saying that Paul didn't have authority or healing power at this time, but we know that he was so worried that it caused him sorrow, And he was relieved that the guy got better. And I think this is just a reality that's maybe not chronicled often. Mm. But we know that um, there's times when people are sick, and the apostles or the prophets come and they pray for them, and, and they heal. Um, and, and we see this, these two opposites of reality. So a lot of times, they prayed for people that that did get healed, but all of them still died. Somewhere along the line.
2: Can you believe it?
0: <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> at times some of them got sick and they got powerfully healed, but none of them are still around. Mm. So they might have gotten older and some of their lives were extended according to the will of God. And then we see there were still, there's even some faithful believers that, that they died early. Mm. Okay, now what's the reality? Go on to the next one. So
2: the next one is 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 23, where Paul writes to Timothy and says, No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities.
0: So this is the other reality. Timothy is highly respected by Paul for his spiritual walk.
2: His witness, his devotion.
0: But it seems that Timothy was born. Um, uh, that's one of those people that that had frequent infirmities. What caused it? We don't know. But he didn't grow out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, when he got baptized and was spirit filled, his infirmities didn't necessarily disappear. Now we don't know. Maybe later in his walk, he got stronger. Mm-hmm. I know that as a child, I was a sickly child. I was in and out of hospital. I was definitely not one of the strong babies. <laughs> um, some of my fondest memories was in hospital with that, in that little tent. <laughs> um, and I often ended up there. Um, as a matter of fact, very often. I wasn't in there three or four times. I was in there many times. As a 10, 12-year-old kid winter time came around I ended up in the hospital and um, so some of us were were more fragile um, for, for many reasons mm. who, knows who knows what the reasons were mm. um, my my prayer has been constant in praying myself into better health because physically I'm not naturally mm. a person with, with good health And it's been going better and better. I'm getting through winters these days without much trouble. Yes. And it wasn't always like that. So, yeah, Paul doesn't rebuke him for... He doesn't say, stop sinning so much. (laughs) Pray more. Where's your faith, Timothy? He goes like, look, do just maybe a little bit of lifestyle change. You're drinking way too much water, um, <laughs> <laughs> not good for you. Now, there's a lot of theories around this. People say the water wasn't pure and therefore they had to add a little bit of wine to kill the germs. Now, I don't know if wine really kills germs. Not in those days, not I, don't really, know. I don't know. If that was true, then it, voila, we, we just. Um,
2: there's the solution for COVID,
0: <laughs> so it could be. That Luke told Paul,
2: as the famous physician, as
0: the family doctor, maybe, (laughs) okay, but what do we know? He doesn't just make a declaration Mm. and go, Timothy, I declare, you shall never get sick again.
2: Mm. He doesn't condemn Timothy as if Timothy did something wrong
0: to cause this. It's a matter of fact, we see nobody praying like that in the Bible. We see them praying for infirmities or sickness and people do get healed. Mm-hmm. We see them praying for very serious uh, medical issues and people do get healed. But I, I never see someone making a blanket statement of, you're just never going to get sick again. Mm. Uh, I've got the, no, none of them claim to have the authority to pray for their entire extended family and go like, none of you will ever get sick again. Did you? Where did we get... Yeah. As in the Christian world where did that come from mm. and you have guys on Facebook that post a little thing took them two minutes to write it and they go I declare everybody out there that read this this message will never get sick again yes. you will prosper and, and no harm will come you will the whole
2: infirmities forever and ever
0: yeah. okay now covenant is covenant but there's definitely no covenant where stuff can be declared on that level and that's not faith. Okay, that's... that's. I don't even know what to call that. That's bravado. Mm.
1: Um,
0: anyway. So, we're not going to go. And I want to ask everybody... Why are we talking about this? Because we want to be on the same page. We want everybody in this fellowship to be of the same mindset. We are going to tighten our belts mm. in 2021. We have learned at the end of this year of perseverance, although in September we went over, I suspect that the perseverance is continuing as mm-hmm. a theme, um, we have learned that towards the end of 2020 that we have vulnerabilities.
1: Yes.
0: And this means we've got to train our way into being stronger, into being safer. Um, I'm definitely getting back to an earlier mindset of praying fervently all the time Mm -hmm. for everybody's safety. Mm. Um, Maybe I've relaxed a little bit into a thinking that because we have covenant and we have uh, principles in place, that things should just kind of maintain itself. Mm. I'm just going to go back to what I know. And that is a prayer life Mm. that's vigilant and responsible and um, and I'm actually going to win back time from my life to do
2: more
0: mm. more of the basics ok
2: another scripture Yes, so the next one is in James chapter 5 verse 14 and 15 is anyone among you sick? let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven.
0: We also know that the Lord breathes on his disciples and said that if you forgive anybody's sins, it will be forgiven them. And so we are definitely going to walk stronger in uh, the faith and the maintenance of what the scripture says here. Mm. Mm. How do we look at it.
2: Okay, so the fact is that this scripture says, let him call for the elders of the church, and then they will pray, and then the person will get saved or will get healed. So this doesn't necessarily mean that every time the elders pray, there should be instantaneous healings. Uh, Healings can happen over time. And again, in different ways. And we did speak about this earlier. Uh, In our fellowship, Everyone that has ever gotten sick has been healed uh, sooner or later. can't remember the last time I was at a funeral. Um, and so the fact is that we, we have all been sick at times and we've all gotten better. And so the Lord has been faithful to his word and has healed all of us again and again, time and again. Mm. Uh, and then just this part where it says and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. um. Like we, we have said throughout this talk now, uh, that sickness could be related to, to sin or disobedience. Um, this scripture doesn't say that it is necessarily connected. So if there was sins, he will be forgiven, which is good news. Uh, but it doesn't say that sickness is always caused by sin or the result of sin. So um, it could happen, not necessarily.
0: So, we're not going to complicate it anymore. We're going to definitely um, remind ourselves and we're going to take more responsibilities for the fact that we're going to seek the Lord for more of His healing power and His protection and His power to flow. Mm. Um, We have prayed over this week and we have Repented just not because of condemnation, but because of realization that we could have become a bit too accustomed to His presence and His favor. And we are enjoying a lot of His presence and favor as we walk it out every day. Now, we still believe that we should enjoy His presence and His um, goodness on a daily basis constantly. We're walking in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And walking in the Spirit means we're walking in Him. Um, but... We realize that maybe all of us in the fellowship has gotten a little bit accustomed no. and expecting that His presence will be there. And that's not a bad thing. No. But I think we all need to take note of the fact that it's Him. The King of kings, the God who created the heavens and the earth. The one who overcame death. The one who has raised, and the one who raised Lazarus out of the grave. Mm. The one who is our bread Mm. and is the wine of the new covenant. We want to remind ourselves and, and, and remember again that if his presence is manifested in any of our meetings. Is that really worth more to us than gold or silver? Is it still true? Is it still true that we would do anything, give anything, repent on any level from anything to be in his presence um Convinced that every individual in this fellowship are enjoying His presence at home, in your personal lives. Is it still true that we would give anything, do anything, for a few moments in His presence? Mm -hmm. And we have so much of it. And I believe that we are reminded to look at our hearts and our vitality in the same way. And the way we spend our energy, our time, where our intention is. This is all currency. We don't always see it as currency. We don't see my... I, I, even I forget that my thoughts are Currency. Currency that I am going to um, trade with between the earthly realm and the heavenly realm, Mm. between the physical and the spiritual. Mm. Just paying attention is currency. Um, Focusing is currency. And in the next short teaching, we're going to speak about the currency. And how we try it again. And we're going back to the seventh letter in the book of Revelation.